Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Yarn Thing Podcast with Marley Bird. I'm your host, Marley Bird. You can catch the Yarn Thing Podcast live every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 10 o'clock Mountain Time. That's 12 o'clock on the East Coast, 9 o'clock on the West Coast, and 11 o'clock in the Midwest. If you are anywhere else in the world and would like to join us live for the broadcast, we would love to have you over here. Please Google what time 10 o'clock Mountain Time is for you. I do live in Denver, Colorado, and you can come and join the fun. There is a Facebook Live video feed that goes on during the live broadcast. More than welcome to me on the Marley Facebook page and ask questions and the behind-the-scenes uh, happenings. <laughs> That's the best way to say it, if you are interested. Let's say thank you to our sponsors before we jump in with today's guest. Thank you to Buffalo Wool Company, Creative Bug, Erin Lane Bags, Craftsy.com, Stitches.Events, and last but certainly not least, Red Heart Yarns, where I'm the proud national spokesperson. You can learn more about the sponsors by visiting MarleyBird.com and clicking on the sponsor menu, and there's a direct link to each one of them over there, and you will have uh, a chance to go say hello and thank them for sponsoring your favorite podcast, because... I'm totally assuming I'm your favorite podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So today's guest is one who has not been on the show in quite a long time. And actually, since the last time she's been on the show, she's had a lot of uh, changes in her career. And I'm excited to talk to my friend, Nora Gone today. It has been so long since I have seen her at any event or had a chance to chat with her on the phone. So let's go ahead and get Nora on here and say hello. Are you there, hon? Hey, Marley. How are me? you? I can hear you <laughs> great. Good. <laughs> I, I was so thrilled when I saw on the calendar that you were joining us for the podcast. I was like, oh, it's about time because I feel like I haven't talked to you in ages. I know it's been ages because I haven't been going to some of those trade shows. Yeah, I know. I know. I actually haven't been to a couple of them lately either. It's been it's been nuts. But um, I you look like you're you're really happy with where you are right now in life. I'm, I'm feeling pretty happy, except I keep overdoing it. That's what I say. Like every time someone asks me, um, the balancing of teaching and designing, I still don't have it quite down as I always feel really busy. Yeah. Well, when you figure it out, why don't you tell me? Cause I'm sure it's some <laughs> sort of a secret and I really would like to be in the know of that. <laughs> it it right. would be lovely. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's the constant in my life. It feels like I'm always, over over committing um so much so like i have something going on right now and my friend's like you cannot take one more thing and i'm like but right but, but. she's <laughs> like no so anyways so last time if i remember correctly the last time you were on the show you were still at barocco or you had just left barocco um why don't we kind of give people a brief history of how you got into the knitting and uh just the industry as a whole and where your career has has progressed in the last several years. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll try not to be too wordy with that. Oh, no. We I like got, wordy. Uh, <laughs> you like wordy? Yes. I got into this industry way back when I was 17 because my mother was illustrating for magazines, like um, especially Ladies Home Journal, Needle and Craft was the first magazine I had something in because she brought a design of mine in and they published it. Okay. So, so then it went on from there, like, 
Um, there are actually a couple of connections that have to do with my mother and people that she knew got me started. And then I went off to college and I studied biology and art. And um, and after college, I realized I didn't want to work in biology. And I answered an ad from um, Marjorie Winter and Deborah Newton. They were looking for knitters. And even though I was already designing, like, I need to know these people. <laughs> and that was, like, the smartest thing that I ever did. Because um, <laughs> both of them were wonderful. And I did loads of um, knitting for Marjorie. And later she became an editor, and I was designing for her. And I remained friends with Deborah as well, and she gave me all sorts of great contacts, like magazines that might want submissions and things like that. So that's the intro to how I got into this. Um, and then, you know, I was designing, I was freelancing for uh, companies all over New England, New England especially because I was in Providence and there were companies less than an hour away in Uxbridge, like Burnett and Barocco. And um, Classic Elite wasn't that far away, although, you know, of course I use the mail. But, but it's nice to be close to some of these places to visit them in person. And then, so I freelanced for years, and then at one point, I actually had a, a little gig with Adrian Vittadini, where I was designing some of um, the things for her secondary line, some of the, the knit things. Um, uh-huh. And that kind of led to, um, well, that and my other things led to being a design director at Reynolds, because Re- Reynolds and Adrian Vittadini um, and later Artful Yarns were all one company. So I did that, and then I wrote Knitting Nature, and then I became the design director at Barocco, and then I wrote Norgon's Knitted Cable Source Book, and now I'm here uh, teaching, well, that whole time I was teaching after I left Barocco, um, but teaching and designing, um, publishing some independent things. Uh, I'm also a member of the Brooklyn Tweed design team, among uh-huh. other things. Anything you want filled in in there? <laughs> I love all of that. I love all of that. How long were you at Roco? Uh, nine years, I think. Oh, gosh, that's a long time. That's a long time. And um, when you decided to leave and break out on your own, because there's so many of us, you know, new designers who always look up to you, and, you know, it, it, it's always great to look at a designer and see, oh, my gosh, you have, I'm going to use this in quotations, like a real gig, like you're getting a real paycheck. Um, was it difficult for you to make that decision to leave Barocco and really set off on your own? Um, even though I mean, we all knew you would be successful because you're Nora and you're amazing. Uh, I'm just curious, you know, how, how did you handle it? Because it's hard. Well, I had been a freelancer for, I felt like most of my career, like for loads of years before the gig at Reynolds, I was just freelancing and totally supporting myself. And then um, I was supporting myself after there were only a couple years between Reynolds and Broco, but I was supporting myself. But so I felt like I knew how to do it. Um, although things are changing all the time in a way, in, in a way it's, it's easier. It's easier and it's harder now, right? There's loads of competition, but it's so easy to self-publish. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was a leap of faith, but I don't need loads of money to live on, and it's okay. <laughs> I don't have to be super rich. <laughs> and um, anyway, 
a lot of things have come my way that I didn't know were out there, which, which is something I like about not really being a planner. Like I didn't have to plan my whole year out. I just let things fall as they would. And I turned out to be super busy, like ever, ever since I left Barocco. That is so cool. I love, I love everything you've done since, uh, since Barocco. I mean, I love you. I've loved you for a while, but watching you online, uh, grow your business, you know, make your studio and just watch everything. It just really feels like, I don't want to say coming to your own. That's not what it is. It's like you, you're, you've just blossomed because you've got this freedom about you and it's, it's been amazing to watch. I think it, it was kind of a, a lucky and good thing to alternate between uh, being responsible to a company and then not like, cause there's a certain kind of growing and learning that happens when you have that job. Um, like I have to design different kinds of things as a design director, because the idea is to sell yarn. And of course, you know, there's big overlap between what I would design being on my own and not, but there are different considerations and you're there every day responsible for other people and, and getting things done, which has its pluses and minuses. But I like the alternation of like learning and growing one way and then learning and growing the other way. I love it. I love it. So here you are. And um, I want to start off by talking about the cable book because when I saw it pop up in my Amazon pre-order feed, I was like, Oh, she's gone and done it. And I was so excited about it. <laughs> so tell me about that book and like all the, the behind the story, like everything about it. Cause I am, I'll actually, while you're talking, I'm going to try and grab it so I can show the Facebook audience. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, some of it um, is explained in the intro, but I don't know what's in there and what isn't. So I'll just sort of start at the beginning. Way back when, I actually skipped a period when I was talking about my past. There was a period where I was making up pattern stitches, and I had an agent who brought them around to different companies um, because designers buy these pattern stitches. They want more than what's in the dictionaries. And at some point in there, I thought, you know, I don't want to sell all these stitches. I want to save some, and someday I want to do a book. And if you look at Melanie Fallick's book, Knitting in America, it, it says right there in the interview that I was saving these swatches and that someday I was going to do a book. And um, 25, 30 years later, that someday finally came. Um, but the time seems to be right now. Like I was trying to figure out ages ago, you know, how do you make this into a book that's not just the stitch dictionary that has to do with garments too and you know I didn't want only designers to buy the book I want loads of people <laughs> to buy the book and loads of people to love it and get something from it and that's where I came up with all these the sort of different layers of you can just use the stitch you can pop it into a stockinette stitch sweater that you already like the pattern or you can you can just swatch at night you can do the patterns that are in the book or you can do the patterns that are in the book and switch to a different cable because I have a system in the book that makes the cable um, much easier to substitute because I tell you how many stockinette stitches it would take up which makes it easy to pop into something stockinette as well and that's called the stockinette stitch equivalent. Um, so finally 25 years later after living and dreaming cables a lot in the past and um, in different periods during that time. 
uh, finally I got this book together. It's, it's phenomenal. Like I literally could not wait to get my little hands on it. And the, I mean, it's, it's simply beautiful. It's beautifully done. Your instructions are impeccable and the images are done by Jared flood. And so that is a great segue to kind of ask, how did you get connected with Jared and become part of that design team? Cause he's amazing. Well, um, I think I'm, I think we had met briefly like at TNNA or something, but I didn't really know him. But mm-hmm. if anybody remembers stuff about that ill-fated trip to Scotland where the woman who ran the whole thing went bankrupt and nobody got paid. And um, no. there were, I never heard about that. When, when we were there, we were supposed to have, um, we were supposed to have work permits, but we didn't. So we couldn't work because we didn't have the permits because she didn't arrange for them. Anyway, it went on and on like that. And somehow we loads of us just bonded because <laughs> we're driving around trying to get our work permits. Well, it's a long, long story, but that's where I really felt like I got to know Jared. Um, and he was actually telling me about the secret project he had going, um, which turned out of course to be uh, shelter and loft to be the yarns. Um, and we kept in touch over you know, a couple years there. And then when I left Barocco, he asked if um, I would like to become a member of the design team. And I jumped at it because yeah. I love their aesthetic. It's amazing. And the workmanship there is amazing. And the staff is amazing. How many times can I say amazing? Anyway, That's they're really great to work with. Uh, I, I love that. I, I think it's it's a good combination. And for those of you who don't know Jared Flood, I wish I could tell you there's a podcast I've done with him, but I have not been able to get him scheduled on the show ever before. So I wish, I wish there was someplace I could direct you to, but he is, he is an incredibly talented individual. And those of you who don't know that um, his, I want to call it his alias, but he is Brooklyn Tweed. So if you don't know that, that is Brooklyn right. Tweed. Um, and he's, he, his, he's just incredibly talented, both as a designer and a photographer. And the fact that he, he was one of the first, I think, to independently launch a yarn line and, you know, cultivate it and grow it. And he's just done a really great job. And I think that him bringing you on, I mean, that's a great addition. That's, that's just a no brainer to me. Um, your design aesthetic and his yarn and his design aesthetic really complement each other. Well, it's really fun to work with them. And it's fun that it's a whole design team. Like there are five of us and we all kind of, um, we have meetings where we think together and that it's like separate and together and not yeah. really on staff. Um, it's, it, it's really kind of a freelance gig um, because we can work with other people as well. And that's totally new for the industry, that kind of thing. Yeah. Being yeah. connected and not, not overly connected. Right. So when you guys have these meetings, because if I'm correct, you still live on the East coast and he's on the West coast. So do you, do you guys like have a Google hangout sort of thing? Well, we've done some of those Google Hangout things, but um, once a year we get together um, and the last few have been out West because after moving the company, I think he wasn't anxious to do a lot of flying and complicated things, but he brings us there. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I think it's phenomenal. So here you are, you're able to work with other companies and still do, I mean, do what you do best and teach and design and and all of this great stuff and you're here today to talk a little bit about a book that you have out coming out so do you want to talk to us about that and who it's with and all the details okay so so the book 
that we're focusing on today is with Quince Yarn, which is another company that um, gets all of their materials in the United States. Well, I shouldn't say all because the linen actually isn't, but their wool isn't from the United States. They get a lot from here. And the linen is from Belgium. Um, and I decided it's Pam Allen that started this company. And, and I called up Pam and I said, I'd really like to do a collection in the linen yarn because I feel like linen is kind of misunderstood. Like if you just pick up linen and you start knitting with it, you might not like it. Like you might think, this is wiry and my stitches look all crooked and I'm not sure I like this. But you finish your swatch and you wash it or just even dip it in water and it all changes and the stitches become even and it's this beautiful thing. And, and also, what kind of sweaters do you really want to wear in the summer? Like you don't want to wear anything that's too thick and heavy. Um, but linen is so absorbent and the sparrow, which is the smaller of the two yarns, is very small and light. Um, but even the, the thicker kestrel is great in the summer because it's linen and, and linen is just great at, at being there in the hot weather. Yeah. Did I, I think, anything? <laughs> no, I think that's awesome because I am, I, I am in the party of, I've worked with linen. I actually, I didn't enjoy the process of working with it at all. And it wasn't until after I washed my sweater I made and it was like a, a, a cardigan, a lacy crochet cardigan. And then I got it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Like the, the transformation was incredible. Um, but I totally struggled to this day to pick up linen and think to myself, what am I going to make of this? Cause I don't, enjoy the the process of working with it. So I love the idea that you were like, I really want to highlight this yarn and show people how great it can be. Right. Cause I totally sympathize. Like I, when I'm knitting, I like to look at what I'm knitting and, and admire it. I like to go, yes. Oh, look how nice that looks. And look, um, <laughs> but in this case, it's worth it. You know, it's worth it to persevere and get the, the thing you really want to wear afterwards. And so then I guess I should put in a big plug for swatching, right? You have yes, to swatch. With, with, <laughs> with linen, it's double important. So, because it's double important because your gauge will change after it's swatched or after it's washed. So you should swatch, swatch, I can't say swatch and wash <laughs> in the same sentence. Oh my God. So anyway, <laughs> swatch, wash, measure and see if you like your your fabric, but the the double plus there is that you get to look at the pretty fabric that it becomes and, and you yeah. know that your garment is going to be nice like that. So here's going to be my question, because this is usually one of the biggest questions I get from uh, knitters, is if I'm supposed to wash and block my swatch and the gauge given to me is, you know, 20 stitches by, or yeah, 20 stitches by 30 rows, I don't know, whatever, do they get the gauge on the pre-washed or the post-washed and is the pattern written in such a way that where it says you know knit for 15 inches well is it 15 inches before I wash it or after I wash it you know what I mean like these are these are legitimate questions and I know what my answer would okay. be but I'm curious what your answer would be I feel like there are two questions there and one has to there's do with there's a bunch there's a whole bunch with, with <laughs> width and height right so yeah. um Mine are written, my, these patterns are written with the finished gauge. Um, so there isn't a working gauge and a blocked gauge. It's 
this is the gauge that you're going to have after it's washed. So wash your swatch and match that. Um, but the second part of the question is if it says um, till 15 inches or, and that is a little less precise because I don't expect you to, to wash your garment. Um, if you're a very precise person, you can figure out how many rows that was supposed to be. What I do myself is lay the piece down, stretch it out to its maximum, you know, not going crazy, but just natural maximum, and measure that. Or sometimes I hold it in the air and let the weight pull it down and measure the length um, because I am a little less precise with length, I have to admit. <laughs> I, I, so would you, are you still there? I'm here. Yeah. Did I lose you? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, I'm the exact same way when it comes to length. Like I prefer, I like longer, so it doesn't bother me, but I'm tall. And so then I have friends who are shorter right. and they're like, no, cause you know, what just covers your butt on you is to my knees. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess so. Huh? So anyway, right. right. So, you know, these pieces, if, if um, it's something that's knit from bottom to to top because some of these things are knit from side to side but if it's knit from bottom to top and you're really concerned about it being too long or too short then if it says end at 15 inches you should convert it to rows and b but i am not that precise i am definitely more loosey-goosey about this um and that's just the truth i love it i love it though i think it's beautiful <laughs> So these pieces are gorgeous, and you went with a really beautiful palette, like the orange kind of corally colors and stuff. Like it's just, it's really great. Um, and the designs, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit this. If I were to see your book, Framework is the work, you guys, um, I would not immediately put your name as the author of it. Like it just, I don't know why. And this is not a bad thing. This is not a, this is not. I'm not <laughs> saying this bad. I'm saying that like when I think of you, I think of cables. I think of um, like really unique construction and stuff, but there's, there is a beauty to the simplicity of these. And I don't, I mean, I haven't looked in depth at the patterns. Um, there might be a couple here that are really, you know, they're complex, but that's even more beautiful in that it is complex, but it looks so simple and gorgeous. So there, there is a compliment there. Please use that as I'm telling you. <laughs> your work. That's what I mean. But I think that you really captured the beauty of the linen yarn itself coupled with your designs. And I'm really impressed by it. Like, you've done a really great job. I mean, shocker, duh, oh, you're Nora. But it's really <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Well, I think starting back with a lot of work I did for Barocco, especially with the books that had my name on them, I was playing around a lot with geometry and how simple geometric shape can actually make something that looks complicated, but it's not that complicated. Um, and then after I left Barocco, when I was teaching a lot more, I started teaching a class about geometric shapes and how adding geometric shapes to an existing pattern can be interesting or how just working with a big geometric shape can be interesting. And this kind of springs out of that. So like there's one called Annex, in the book framework that looks like a kind of normal tank with some pretty lace up the, the center. And then there's a rectangular um, like peplum or godet on an insert on either side, which makes it really interesting, but it's simple to knit because you just have some rows of increases 
and the whole inset is just a rectangle. So we could put kind of a fancy stitch in there and there's no increasing or decreasing into the fancy stitch. And um, there are others like the, there's one called Gambrel where again, the basic body of the sweater is familiar, but then big circular armholes are cut out and the, um, the sleeve itself is made of rounds and rounds of different kinds of lace. So it's sort of like a funnel shape. But when you, you wear it, you don't see all that. But that was kind of what's in my mind when I was designing it. And some of them are just squares. Like um, there are a couple actually. But uh, Dormer is a big poncho that's just a rectangle with a slit for the neck. Um, and then it makes it a little more sweater-like because there's a cuff on either end. Uh-huh. And then there's a little slug called um, Sella that's just a big square and then you add some finishing to it. And the finishing has a little shape, but the, the knitting part was just a big square. It kind of goes on like that. Um, I love the other it. thing I was thinking about when, when I was designing this is trying to keep seams to the minimum. So okay. I didn't go crazy. I, I didn't think it was worth doing like gymnastics of hard knitting to make sure it was seamless but I reduced the number of seams in every piece. Oh my gosh. And I mean, I look at your designs and the geometry stuff and like, I look at the gambrel and the circular area for the, the arms. How do you even mathematically figure out how to do that for the different sizes and not make it look like there's like two big balloons on somebody's shoulders. You know what I mean? Like you do such a great, how do you do that? How do you, how do you do it? (laughs) Well, Two things. Um, if I were to do it myself, I would make I would do a schematic for each one, and then the, the geometry is just right in front of you. Um, and the math for circles is not that bad. But Dawn, um, oh no, I'm not going to be able to say her last name. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, Dawn, <laughs> to the C, Catanero. Uh, I'm sorry, Dawn. Um, she. <laughs> Of the geometry and hard things, she did the sizing. So the tech editor at Quint did the sizing for me. Oh, my gosh. Because that is not my favorite thing. No, I'm so with you. I pay a tech editor to do my sizing. And I tell people, I'm like, it's not that I can't. It's just it takes me a week and it takes her three hours. So it's, I'm just a better right. use of my time other areas. Um, I'm totally right. with you on that. Very, um, it's painful to me. Now, I don't understand why we're writing the first one is not painful for me. It's like a big puzzle. Like, uh-huh. do I do it this way? Is this working? Um, like, I don't mind writing the first one, but doing the sizes is very painful. Oh, you have no idea how much that warms my heart to hear you say that. Because <laughs> it's like validation. <laughs> it feels so good. Oh, my gosh. I well, love it. So there's all sorts of history about about the pattern writing part. So, you know, I've been doing this for a while. Um, what did we, did we say? It was like 30 years or something. I was in my late 20s. So it's been like 30 years since I really started doing this for a living. Uh-huh. And, um, and then the designer only had to write the sample size. That was it. You write the sample size. The tech editor expects the pattern to have mistakes in it because, oh, designers, they're so artistic. You know, there's going to be mistakes. So yeah. I love that period. That's perfect for me. And it's, and it's true. Like, I am, I am good at math. 
I'm smart, but there are mistakes in my initial patterns and I need somebody to catch them. And then it it. wasn't until, um, it wasn't until what, 10, 12 years ago that suddenly the model kind of shifted when people started self-publishing more. Um, And then suddenly designers were expected to do all six sizes or however many sizes they were publishing. Um, And I think now it might be kind of flipping back so that the designer does what should do what they do best and the tech editor, pattern writer can do what they do best and then we get the best of everything. See, so we have just been we've just been smarter. We've been smarter than everybody else who tried to do everything them own their own selves. And I was like, <laughs> no, I hang on tight to my tech editors, pattern writers. I'm like, I need you. Um, I actually joke around. Shiri Moore is one of mine, and I tell her, I'm like, if I ever get inducted in some sort of a hall of fame, I'm holding her hand and she's going on stage with me because it was all because right. we were able to work together. Because it would not just be because of me. And uh, she was like, right. okay, Marley. <laughs> so it's kind of, <laughs> it applies. I love that you, you uh, do that also. It's great. Somebody on Facebook is saying, um, it, it's actually, I think it was Kim. I got to scroll back to read what she wrote because she was talking about your designs. And she was saying that she loves how they look so spring-like and airy and coastal. Uh, and I think that that's, that's really important for people to know. Again, because there could be people like me who really think of you as like, you know, like, I don't want to say gritty wool, but like thick cables and just, I don't know why I think of you that way. I think of you as like just this, oh, this awesome, awesome cables and, and great collars and great design. And like, not that this isn't, that's, yeah, this is what's killing me is I feel like I'm, I'm dissing something and I'm not trying to, but um, I'm trying to give you a compliment. I'm doing a really bad job <laughs> at it. Um, but so they're these they're look so nice. They don't look like your other designs at all. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what I mean. I'm sitting here and I'm talking, and my little voice is like saying, "Shut up!" But I really am trying to give you a compliment that this is really great. It's really beautiful, and it's it's just it's different from what I think of for you, but not in a bad way. Like it's really a good thing. Oh my God! I'm just gonna shut up. It is. Um, it is definitely a summer <laughs> collection. Yes. There you go. And we're done. <laughs> that's, that's our interview for today, people. Um, gosh, I mean, yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, it's simply beautiful. I think you've done a gorgeous job. And just because uh, I keep saying that you do cables, the the dormer poncho piece that you mentioned, it does have some cables in it. So, you know, there's there's my Nora right there. <laughs> I got it in there one little place. <laughs> So it's funny. also got a lot of drop stitches. But. Yes, I love drop stitches. You did drop stitches quite a bit in a lot of these. Is that, um, it, I shouldn't say in a lot of these. Like I see, it's, I mean, I'm looking at the picture, so I'm trying to see, but it looks like even in the oh, gambrel. Okay. It was definitely a theme, right? So okay. I really yeah. wanted to take, I wanted to take advantage of the material in front of me. And, yes. um, especially kestrel looks fantastic in a drop stitch because then you can really see it's a knit ribbon itself and you can Uh really see the structure of the yarn plus it's making it lighter and airier and more summery Um, and then again it's in the peplum of annex doing the same thing again in kestrel i did use drop stitches of some of the sparrow as well like eris has drop stitches but I mm-hmm. also use, there are two other things that I used a lot, and one of them is, kind of looks like a drop stitch, but it isn't, and they're like double yarn overs. 
So double yarn overs, every right side row over and over makes a different kind of a ladder. So they're twisted. Um, and yeah. I use that several places. And then elongated stitches are the last thing that I think of being a really good thing for, um, for linen. So walkway is the one that I can see right now <laughs> that uses good uh, elongated stitches. And maybe it's Ella, but I'm having trouble remembering. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> no, but, you know, I designed these, like, uh, well, over a year ago. Yeah, a while ago, a while ago. Well, I think you have done beautiful work, no matter what I've said. I think it's gorgeous. (laughs) I really, really, truly believe that. Completely, I swear to you. Um, I think it's great. Can we look forward to more designs from you with Quince? Um, Well, I don't have anything in the works right now, but I love all of their yarns, so I certainly hope so. Okay, cool. That's really cool. And then what about, obviously, you're still part of the – Brooklyn Tweed design team, Jared Flood. Um, yep. And they're, they're, I mean, I love their lookbooks that come out with all the different patterns and stuff. And uh, you just simply gorgeous. Are you guys already, I mean, you, you most likely you're probably already working on the next phase of stuff. And, you know, how is that going? Oh, definitely. We're working on fall 17 and winter 18, you know, because wow. he names it after the January, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we work far ahead, and it just keeps rolling, and, um, yeah, it just keeps going. Oh, I forgot. I do have one more Quince pattern. I I just published an independent pattern in Quince Phoebe, and Phoebe means a lot to me because my mother's name is Phoebe. Oh. So, so, you know, P-H-O-E-B-E. And I also named the pattern Phoebe, but I so it's F I B I. Okay. Um, just to <laughs> to be more distinctive. I thought it was really confusing to have the the garment and the yarn named the same thing. So at least the spelling differentiates it a little bit. I love but it. It's got ca- cables. <laughs> I was gonna say, there you are. See, I can see you there. You're hiding from me. <laughs> right. You know what? It's uh, <laughs> I I would love it if somebody somebody said to me someday somebody said to me that they could see a design and they knew it was mine. Like like I can see a design and I know it's yours. Like you have a distinct style, and it's it's wonderful. It's one of my favorites, and so I really do mean all of this as a compliment. <laughs> but I'm like, there you my, are. They're pretty evil. <laughs> my mother can always tell, but, but she's not the only one. <laughs> But that's just it. You have a really great aesthetic, a really great style, and it it totally, it's just it's you. It's Nora. Like I just like oh that's a Nora. It's like Robin Chichula. I can tell Robin. I'm like oh that's a Robin. Like I can just tell. Like it's Kristen Onsall. Oh that's a Kristen. Like I just know. And yours is yours is amazing. It's just beautiful, beautiful stuff. So as far as teaching, um, you started off by telling us that you know you're trying to balance it all, the teaching and the designing and everything. Um, tell us where you're teaching, what you're doing, what can, you know, where can people find you? Um, are you doing private lessons? You know, tell us a little bit about where you're traveling to teach. And I also know you have a couple classes on creative bug. Yep, I do. A couple years ago, I did some classes on creative bug. So there are three classes there. I've been traveling all over to where, where people invite me to go. And it, it sounds like if it sounds 
like a good one and I can fit it in, I've been mostly saying yes. Um, so the next things to come up are um, this, this month, like next, <laughs> next week, I leave for New Mexico. And first I have uh, an over week long uh, retreat with um, Knitting and Yoga Adventures. Okay. And I worked with them before, like on Monhegan Island, they have a great, uh, great retreat that's like a week long. So it's a little different because you're with the same people all week and you're doing other things like sightseeing or yoga or massage. Or, um, and then we meet once a day for knitting, but still spending all the time eating and doing everything else together. It's fun. Um, and then um, the shop in Albuquerque got wind that I was going to be there and they arranged to have um, some workshops in their shop. So that's the shop at Knob Hill. And then I'll be going to Sedona and, oh, no. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> you got me with this one. I, um, and there's one more shop, and I hope they're not listening. Um, there's one more shop in the New Mexico area. So the, um, they arranged for me to do this little tour. Um, and I, oh, I don't have that on my website yet, which is really bad because they they were kind of though getting uh, people mostly from the area for theirs, so I was counting on them to um, to get people together. And then uh, in June, I am going to Australia. Holy so moly! There's a knit, I know a knitting guild invited me there, and then they arranged for more teaching. So I'll mostly be in Sydney and the surrounding areas. And then I have one thing going on in Melbourne. Um, and my husband will come join me for this one because, you know, once yeah. I'm there, let's take a vacation of it. Definitely. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would totally do that. That's awesome. That is way right. awesome. That's great. Then I get a little break until fall when the first thing I do is um, Amy Herzog's um, Make, Wear, Love in uh, Maine. And then I do have the recipe memorized. <laughs> She's another one I can tell when I look at a design. I mean, I'm like, oh, that's an Amy. And it's not just because she's modeling it, okay? It's like I can tell that's an Amy Herzog. You just tell. I love her. I think yeah. she's fantastic. Sounds like you have and got her a really are great. Her what? Her retreats are great. Like, there's yeah. such a great atmosphere. She sets a nice tone. She's just a good person. She's just a good person. That's yeah. so great. Nora, I am so thrilled you've come on the show. And if I'm correct, you have a couple of gifts to give away, one to somebody who is calling into the show live and one to somebody who is going to leave a comment. Is that correct? That is correct. Quince has uh, given two of the framework books for this, for giving away. Very cool. So if you are listening, take a seat, take a – or take a um, – Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> take a little breather, Nora, and take a drink, and I'm going to talk here for a minute. <laughs> okay. Good. If this is the first time you have listened live to the Yarn Thing podcast, everybody, welcome. We are glad you're here. We are blessed enough to have guests that come on the show and offer prizes uh, to the listeners. There's always a prize that is given away to a live listener to the broadcast and a prize that's given away after the show just simply by leaving a comment on the show notes, you are entered for a chance to win. If you're listening live, the guest call-in number is 347-539-5589, 347-539-5589. Give us a call. You are placed on a switchboard on my blog talk radio area, and all I see are a bunch of phone numbers. Just kind of hang out there and, and uh, wait to see if your number randomly gets picked. 
If you're not listening live, as I mentioned, there's still a chance for you to win as well. After the show today, Tammy, my social media Medusa, puts up the show notes over at MarleyBird.com. If you go to MarleyBird.com, find the show notes for today's show with Nora Gone, and you will find a brief synopsis of things we talked about, including links and images and all of that good stuff. So if there's something we mentioned that you might have missed, it most likely is there in the show notes. Tammy does a great job. At the bottom of those show notes, there's an area for you to leave a comment or leave a reply. And you are literally going to leave a comment or leave a reply that includes the keyword that Nora will give us here in just a minute. By leaving your comment with the keyword, that is your entry ticket. That's your chance to possibly have your comment chosen to win a copy of her book. You um, must leave your comment on the show notes for a chance to win, meaning we love your comments on Facebook Live, on Ravelry, on Twitter, um, and all the other good places. But for a chance to win, they must be on the show notes because that's where Tammy goes to select a winner. Now, how long do you have to leave that comment? We usually select a winner about two to three weeks after the original air date of the podcast because we know life gets crazy and you don't always have a chance to listen to the show immediately. And we want to give people time to go back and binge listen to the shows and then still have a chance to win a prize. So we typically choose a winner about two to three weeks after the original air date. So you have time. The winner is then chosen on a a future podcast and we will announce it just like we're getting ready to do now. So I'm going to bring Tammy on the line. I got to find me some Tammy. There she is. Tammy, are you there? <laughs> got to find me some Tammy. I got to find I love me that. Some Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Tammy, I'm going to let you take it away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was funny. I'm sorry. Hello, Nora. Hey. Hey, Tammy. How are you? Good. You you and sound you? wonderful. I'm I'm glad that you're willing to do this. It was kind of short notice, folks, that Nora um, stepped up to the plate, but I've been bothering her or emailing her for a while. Um, you know, I've been following you since the Morocco incident. Ah, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, in short, for folks that don't remember, that don't know the story, it's and it's been a few years. I think hasn't it like two thousand oh eight. Probably about right. Okay. Um, and the reason I mention this is because it, it's going to come back around to um, the the prize that we're pulling today. Um, Mo Rocca made this comment on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. It was a, There was a short story about knitting sweaters for chickens that didn't have feathers, and Mo made the mistake mm-hmm. of saying, why would anybody do that because sweaters are itchy? And everybody that heard that got all fired up and um, um, Nora's pattern uh, was used, the bin pattern. It's a beautiful cardigan with lots of texture, beautiful cables, of course, a V-neck pullover. And uh, and I don't know if you um, got to knit on that sweater, but I know that uh, there was a lot of folks that were involved in um, working that up for and gifted it to him live at the show. Yep. I organized that because I saw I saw that people were talking about it. I'm like, well, we have to make him a sweater. So I didn't knit any of it, but I got other people to. Well, and you chose a beautiful merino, which was perfectly the, the thing to convince him that he was wrong, wrong, wrong. Right, right. <laughs> And and the reason the reason I bring this up is because that was also where I first saw 
Franklin Habit uh, in the video. He presented mm. with um, with the sweater, his uh, brand new book at the time called It Itches. Which was perfect. <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, and uh, he was there at the um, presentation of the beautiful sweater to hand mow his book. And today we're pulling a prize from when uh, Franklin was on just a few weeks ago. Um, and the winner of, um, that's been randomly selected is uh, um, our very favorite listener today. I think she's. I think I saw her in the group. Chris Lopez, who said, what a fun episode. I'd be. Able, I'd love to be able to take a class with Franklin, and his bow tie class sounds like it would be great fun. So the prize was uh, a, a few select books from the Stitches Events folks, which we think we are so thankful for them as sponsors and that they donated the books for the prize. And that I hope that uh, was a great circuitous route to get to <laughs> <laughs> to tie in Franklin with Nora's visit. <laughs> that was a really good tie-in because I can't think of anything else. Like Franklin and I know each other from meeting at Vogue Knitting Live, but that is the one time that like we overlap like that. <laughs> yeah, it worked out perf. It worked out wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So Nora, what is your keyword going to be? I want the keyword to be walkway because that's the most popular piece in the framework book. It's beautiful, too. Walkway. All right. So I keep thinking, I like somebody's going to write, walk this way, talk this way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of an Aerosmith fan. Anyways, um, walkway, you guys, is your keyword. Make sure you enter that on the show notes for today's show, and those can be found at marleybird.com. Thanks, Tammy. (laughs) Have a happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. So funny. I was wondering where she was going with that. Well, like this, I mean, I remember the story. It's actually funny because I, that was one of the first things I remember being like, oh, this is really great how knitters can come to together and work on something like this, you know? And I mean, who knew that what, 11 years later, everything, we come together, even such bigger areas and bigger life and politically. And it's just amazing. But anyways, I distinctly remember that moment. And um, so cool. That's cool how she, she connected those two. All right, walkway is the keyword, everybody. So now I am over here at the switchboard, Nora. You have 35 callers. There's quite a few people out here waiting to talk to you. And um, so I'm just going to scroll up and down. You tell me when to stop. That'll be the lucky winner. <laughs> okay, stop. All right, that is area code 360. Click on 360790. Hello? Hello. Hi. Who's this? This is Christy Hardy. Hi, Christy Hardy. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Say hi to Nora. Hi, Nora. Awesome. Hi. I love love your books. I love your tables. And it's true. Oh, thank You're, you so much. Yeah, you definitely stand out. That's for sure. <laughs> and I'm See, that in a good way. One. Yes, in a good way. <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about the backhanded compliments, Nora, today, you know? <laughs> you got to really take what you can get. That's right. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. It's all about the cable. I love it, Christy Hardy. You, you're my people, girlfriend. Um, so congratulations, Christy. You won Nora's new book, Framework. 10 Architectural Knits Using Quince and Company's Linen Yarn. Congratulations. 
Awesome. I am so excited. You know what? You will love it. Have you had a chance to look at all the patterns on Ravelry? Because they are beautiful. Oh, they are. I've been on there this morning. Only only one has a cable, though. There's only one with a cable, so (laughs) just so you know. fantastic Christy this is what I need you to do email me with me with your mailing address and phone number um, and Ravelry ID because I'm not sure if you're getting an actual book or if you're going to get like a code for a Ravelry download I'm not sure um, but email me at winner at marleybird.com winner or no I'm going to get a, a printed book for, okay, so you get a printed book. Great. So mailing address and phone number, and I apologize, that was the wrong email address. It's winner at yarnthingpodcast.com. Duh. Oh, okay. Winner at yarnthingpodcast.com. I'm just losing my train of thought. Um, super easy. And once you get that to me, I will send that over to Nora, and she'll get the book sent out to you right away. Yay. Awesome. Congratulations, <laughs> Christy. Thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye, hon. So fun. Nora, I seriously, I, I hope you know, I truly do adore you. And I think that your work is amazing. I love everything you do. And I always look up to you and your designs. And if there's ever a chance for me to take like a workshop, like a designing workshop with you, I would just be all over it. Cause I think you are just, you're so talented and I just, I love what you do. Hey, you can come to Harrisville in the fall four day, no, three day cable workshop. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm oh putting my gosh. it to the test. It's all about designing <laughs> cables. <laughs> oh, see, when in the fall? You guys um, are killing me. Oh, you know, did I have to have my calendar in front of me? So it's with Harrisville Designs. So my studio is in the town of Harrisville, right next to Harrisville Designs, the people who make Brooklyn Tweed, Shelter, and Loft. Um, uh-huh. And they make their own yarns as well. And I'm right next door to their teaching space, which is the most amazing teaching space. And I'm trying to find September. It is the end of September. The um, It looks like I, it's the end of September. So look okay. look on their website, but it's around the 28th. Um, I'm just not sure I have it right on my calendar here. I, no, that's <laughs> so, all right. I will check it out. I know that Deborah Deborah Newton's also doing a workshop um, sometime in the fall, and it's going to be at Block. Is it Block Island? It's with um, yeah. North yeah. Northern Lights Yarn or something. I can't. I'm missing it. But I mean, two yeah, of my favorite. Yeah. So two of my favorite people are doing these workshops, and I'm telling my husband, I'm like. I I would love to go do this stuff. And he's just like, with how much travel you already do, and now you want to leave. And I'm like, yes, but this is, this is like to improve me. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I so I'll see what I can classes. do. I know. I love it. I never get a chance to take classes. So, but to take a class from you, oh, my gosh, that is – I'm going to totally check that out. Harris Harrisville Designs. Um, and yep. I will, I will do that. I love it. Well, I wish you the most success ever. I hope you have a great time in Australia and um, hopefully I get to see you sometime soon. I would love to see you soon. It's always fun to see you. Oh, well, thank you very much. All right. I will let you go on your day. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Oh my gosh, you guys, can I tell you how much I'm in love with her and the fact that I feel like I totally was not 
being complimentary with my words and I was really trying to be <laughs> that's a little bit disturbing but um Nora I just think you're amazing and I hope you truly do know that I love your new designs all of them even the ones without cables <laughs> I think they're stunning um yeah totally go check it all out you guys framework 10 architectural knits uh and it's using Quinson company linen beautiful work and then of course uh, her knitted cable source book is just it's a must-have, you guys. You gotta have this. It I it's so good. It is so incredibly good. I put a Amazon affiliate link if you guys are interested in purchasing the book through Amazon. I will ask you to please use my link because it gives a little kickback to me. But if you're not gonna get it through Amazon and go to your uh local yarn store to purchase the book, please go do that. We wanna make sure we support our local store if that's um uh, available to you. Thanks to thanks to all of you who joined me today for the podcast with it is such a delight to be able to have this time with you both on the podcast audio and here on Facebook Live. It's such a treat to see all of you in there. Hang out. Whenever I don't have a show, I miss you. I miss all of you. Um, yeah. Congratulations, Chris Lopez, on winning the prize from Franklin's podcast. And don't forget, everybody, go check out the show notes for today's show with Nora and use the keyword. I'm not going to say it again. Use the keyword in some way for your chance to win as well. Let's go ahead and hit our exit music. There it is. So fun. Thank you so much to Nora Gon for joining me on the podcast today to talk about her wonderful career, her wonderful books, and her teaching schedule. Uh, <laughs> I also want to thank, thank I also want to thank Tammy for all of her hard work. I want to thank Caitlin for all of her hard work on the blog. And I most importantly want to thank all of you for tuning in, helping me spread the word, and really just um, having a good time here on the Yarn Things Podcast. Thank you to my sponsors, Buffalo Wool Company, Creative Bug, Aaron Lane Bag, Craftsy.com, Stitches.Events, and Red Heart Yarns, where I'm the proud national spokesperson. If you want to learn more about the sponsors, please go visit MarleyBird.com and click on the sponsor menu. Thanks, guys. I'll see you Thursday. Happy Tuesday.